Welcome to the Breakthrough Advisor Podcast. In this podcast, we inspire advisors with ideas and pathways to break through barriers and build a thriving retirement income business. We will interview innovative technology developers, business leaders, and successful advisors, then help you organize and execute these ideas to move your business forward. All right. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Matt Halloran, and welcome to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast. This is the first time we're doing it actually as a live stream, so we're really excited about the opportunity to do that. The idea behind this show is very simple. Is that we inspire advisors with ideas and pathways to break through the barriers to build a thriving retirement income business. And that is so absolutely applicable to who we're talking to today. So the gentleman that you see here is Jack Martin. He's from InsureMark. And then we've got Heather Holmes. But before we get to Heather Holmes, who's the expert we're going to be interviewing today, uh, I wanted to ask Jack a question. We hear a lot about longevity, right? We hear a lot about how can you truly financial plan if you have no idea how long your clients are going to live. And that's really the topic of our show today. But you had a little bit of a rant as we were warming up today about this. I'd love for you to rant a little bit, Mr. Martin, on, on why you think this is so important. Well, welcome. My DNA is as a financial advisor. And so in working with my clients, I've had the privilege of working now through three generations of clients. And so longevity is real. It's not hypothetical, at least for me and my clients and their children and their grandchildren. And so I, a couple of years ago, I, I, I got exposed to more behavioral finance and how it influences our, our clients' decisions, right? And what we learned is that the that emotional connection, those biases that we're all wired up with can be influenced, we can achieve better outcomes if we start to influence those behaviors. And one of the big levers that we can pull is around longevity. Taking it, for instance, wealth. If, if I can show you how over your life expectancy, and now we're into longevity discussions, how much more money you're going to get from delaying your social security claiming decision, then it's more likely that you're going to delay that claiming decision. If I can show you how over your longevity, the cost of healthcare, how much it's going to cost you in those go-go years, how much it's going to cost you in those slow-go years, how, how much it's going to cost you in those no-go years, then, and I can show you over that longevity spectrum, the pile of dollars it's going to cost you, you're more likely to change your behavior and say, yeah, I should do something to prepare for that. So that, that's the context I came from, all right? And the other thing that, that, that influenced me is that the proliferation of all these life expectancy calculators, all right? It seems like everywhere I go, if they're talking about retirement, they want to tell me what my life expectancy is. And I know from my behavioral training, that's really not a very good direction to go in. And so now fast forward to meeting Heather uh, and her team at Genevity, they have taken an entirely different approach to this, uh, a much more scientific approach. And they brought just terrific science and technology to bear to help me as a financial advisor have better conversations with my clients around longevity. So that's my rant. That's why we booked Heather to be here, besides the fact that she's an extremely accomplished entrepreneur and running a very smart company. So Heather, here you go. Thank you, Jack, for your rant. I do appreciate it. You brought some really good energy to this and really set us all up for a high bar to reach. But before we really get into the nuts and bolts of this, Heather, I just have to ask you, where did this come from? I mean, uh, how did you have this epiphany that this was what you wanted to study, not only from an entrepreneurial standpoint, but also from a business or from a scientific standpoint? 
And thank you, Jack, and thank you, Matt, for having me here today. I'll, I'll try to make it this story really short, but basically our team is a mix of healthcare and financial services professionals. And I'm one of the people who comes from the healthcare industry. So that was where I worked. I worked with households and physicians and on how do we increase referrals? How do we really help grow their businesses? And one of the biggest things that I saw was people would make terrible decisions about getting medical care because they were afraid of costs, because they were afraid of the cost and the impact of their family, not realizing that delaying decisions would be more catastrophic financially. And they really, too, the two really go hand in hand together. And so I knew from coming from the healthcare world that we could do these health risk predictions, but then really started looking into, could we understand the financial impact and help show people in a really simple visual way how the different decisions, or as Jack talked about, behavioral choices can help them live longer, or decrease their life expectancy, things like that. So our mission though, is not just about making these, helping people understand these things, but really creating it in a very custom and personalized way, because all of us think we're gonna be healthy. We're gonna fall asleep one day at a very old age and die in our sleep. The reality is our journeys are very different and we're really folks are trying to help each person understand how to best plan so they're in control. Gotcha. So is this a, <clears throat> Let's let's go to the science of this before we get to the technological aspect, if you don't mind, because I think that the science is more important than the technology because the technology is the deliverance of the information, right? Tell me about the science. I mean, I, I'm really interested in this. This is fascinating to me. How do you even know what questions to ask and where did you get those questions? And I've got lots of questions. So Yeah, so no problem. Let's, go, let's dive right into them. We'll just kind of go through this and we can keep going deep as deep as you want. But science is the baseline of everything that we do. So my co-founder, Dr. Emily Chang, one of the smartest people I know. She did her PhD and postdoc at Stanford in computational genetics before working at 23andMe as a scientist there. Oh, wow. So she is really the architect, the initial architect of the brains behind our algorithm. And so we take a science-first perspective. Our reputations are based on that. We take it really seriously because, I mean, even working as you guys work in the financial services place as we do as well, there's tons of data and research and things like that come out every single day. Same in the healthcare and science world, but that doesn't mean it's good data. So you really have to have a scientist uh, uh, mindset to understand how do you evaluate VET and then create something as comprehensive as this. We work with over 90 data sets that we vetted after looking at thousands and thousands of options, and we're always evaluating and updating as appropriate. And from there, we work with about 100 million data points. And what that means is that instead of treating somebody like an actuarial table and a population-based average, we're able to take a look at you. So like, let's say, Jack, you specifically and match you to people as, and men as similar to you as possible. So we're talking about same ethnicity, same current health status, same family history of health risks. Family history is the single strongest predictor of disease risk. So we can do future predictions there. And a whole bunch of other factors that go into to our approach. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is our customers are the financial planners and financial advisors and agents out there is that you, the advisor, don't have to play doctor. That's not what this is meant to be. Our software is designed to do all the analysis, take your clients through these and leads through these experiences. And then we provide you with the financial and, and the kind of key longevity projection. So you do what you do best and help them figure out the best approach to get their finances uh, to where they need to be. Now, these are personal questions. I mean, you're asking some it's nice that you're able to, the financial advisor is able to outsource it to your organization so that they don't have to ask these. I mean, these are many level deep personal questions, aren't they? 
Well, here's the way I would look at it. Fin fin the financial services space, money is a pretty personal oh, sure. question. Okay. But what you find, if you really reflect on your clients, is you often are hearing a lot of their health stories already. You're hearing about the, the father-in-law who just had a stroke or your client who maybe had a heart attack. These are the things that they're sharing. Instead of now just you having that information, now we're giving you a data-driven way to act on that information and say, oh, well, maybe we should evaluate these things to help protect you more. The entire experience, well, the science is very detailed and very analytical. We worked on how do we create, a, a, what I would say is a very sophisticated user experience. Sophisticated in the sense that's very elegant and easy to use, and that kind of guides people through and educates them at each step along, along the way. So it's meant to help inform your clients so when they're actually engaging in the conversations about what to do next with you, they're already kind of moved along in that process. Now, the, the science behind this, let's dive into that to the next level. The 90 data sets and the 100 million data points, mm -hmm. um, how long does it take for somebody to answer the questions? And then most importantly, what happens behind the scenes? <laughs> sure, for sure. So once again, I think that's kind of where we have the perfect marriage between the science and how do you create great experiences for people. So I come from the other side of the healthcare businesses I talked to you about. So my thing was all about how do you engage people and get them involved and getting them motivated. And from my perspective, I'm always looking at how do we design the best digital experience that people can engage with. So we looked at the science first, and then we looked at what are the most critical factors from your health status, your family history, from lifestyle to create personalization. And once we felt very comfortable that we'd found the right amount that creates personalization, we then started working on designing how do we test and create that experience to take you through. So um, the whole thing should take somebody less than five minutes to complete. Wow. Depending on how they answer questions, we will reveal additional questions. Okay. So they're able to go down deeper from there. But this is something that can be used with the majority of Americans and give you a level of personalization. As I said, they can go through this experience. It embeds onto the advisor's website. So you can use it as part of a digital marketing strategy to capture leads and things like that as well. The person can, your person, your client or your lead can go through this in the privacy of their own home or they could do it side by side together with you in a meeting, whatever approach works best for you, the software works great either way. And then at the end of the interactive part that your client will go through, they will see a high level snapshot of their results. So this is interactive. It shows what we call this their longevity health span. And this is all interactive and it will show them how like those go-go years, those later go-go years and those slow-go years. And then we'll show them if there's anything from a lifestyle perspective that they could optimize that can help them increase longevity, but more importantly, increase their healthy health span and reduce those slow go years. We'll show them right before their eyes how that happens and what that does from a financial perspective as well as a life perspective. So it's really about trying to empower people to understand there's so much in their control. And I think the, one of the biggest misconceptions about things like longevity or health span is people think my genes are my destiny and I'm screwed to, to say it that way. And that is could further from the truth. Lifestyle has such an important role and in fact, an even bigger role than genetics do. And so it's all about helping you understand what you can do today if you want to really kind of optimize optimize your well-being. 
So if, oh, and then I forgot. I'm sorry. One last question with that. Yeah. That's the interactive experience the client gets. But what we do is our algorithm sends the analysis, which okay. is put into a report with the financial projections and the probabilities, and that's sent directly to the advisor. So you, as the advisor, are always controlling the conversation with that client or the lead about the next best action. So you're like the star. What have you found out, though? I mean, you got all of these data points, and you've interviewed yeah. a bunch of people. I mean, don't hold back. I mean, you might as well tell some people how they might be able to live a little bit longer before we get done with the show today. So what are some of the findings that you've had? Because I think this would be great for advisors to hear, to be able to say things like, oh, hey, Mrs. Johnson, I just listened to this podcast from this expert. I don't know if you know this because I know those conversations are happening anyway. I used to tell a quick story about Machu Picchu, right? Every advisor I ever worked with was like, oh, my clients want to go climb Machu Picchu. Did you know there's 14,000 steps? Or it, I might have zero wrong. It might be 1,040 steps, whatever. It's a lot of freaking steps and it's up a mountain, right? Up it's a very mountain. steep. Right? Yeah. It's very steep. But they have terrible knees, they're out of shape, all of this sort of stuff. And I'm like, are you going to coach? They're not going to be able to achieve this life goal if they can't climb the freaking mountain and they're 50 pounds overweight and they can't walk very well. So let, tell me a little bit about what you guys have found or some of the greatest things that people can do to help those go years last longer. Well, uh, so I think that's a great example. And as someone who's climbed Machu Picchu in the pouring rain, <laughs> I can fully appreciate every one of those steps that you have to go to get there. Once again, I think it's all about how we illustrate for the client what these different phases mean. And one of the big things that we do is we break out those years in different color bars. So it's very clear and easy to understand. And especially like, for example, if you're working with business owners who say, or entrepreneurs, that they're going to work for forever, they're going to retire at 75, then they're going to do Machu Pichu and like an African safari and everything else. Well, it, what we find and we hear consistently back from our customers, the advisors, is that by the way we frame things up, it helps them realize that maybe they want to start taking some action sooner. So maybe it's that Machu Picchu trip in the next five years and you do the Danube River cruise later in life, right? And so it's helping to figure out how do you best maximize your goals for those sort of things. But then, like you said, we're also showing them in real time how if they make lifestyle changes today. Only if they want to. There's no judgment if they don't. If they want to, they can see how they can actually increase health span, which most people do. Nobody wants to, you know, um, feel in that those that slow go phase like they're out of control. But I think that it's really critically important for advisors to be able to help illustrate those needs to their clients because the reality is the majority of us are going to need help later in life. And so if you can turn that from a, a question of fear about like those slow go years and instead turning it into empowerment saying, okay, I know that you like to make your decisions and be in charge. How do you envision these years? Like, how do you want to be in control? And let's create a plan for that. And so we're trying to help advisors really key up these conversations. So it's easy for them to help the client plan. One of the things I, I thought was really interesting when I went through the experience is the personalized longevity chart. Someone without the ancestral input or health input or anything like that, just what's the baseline national average life expectancy chart for me look like, all right? And then based on the input that I've given you, you then map what my personalized longevity looked like. There was like a 25% delta there, which is huge. And one, one of the things that we try and talk to advisors about is when you think about longevity and you, and you, you see how longevity is improving and the rate that we're improving longevity. And then you look at the, the piece that Heather's prepared that shows that actually my longevity is 25% more than I thought, okay? So that's not an end of life bonus. 
Okay, those aren't seven years that are added in my no-go years, but rather those are spread out all the way throughout my life expectancy. So what that means is my go-go years now are longer. So if I was planning to be climbing Machu Picchu's for five years, and now my life expectancy says, nope, you're climbing Machu Picchu's for seven and a half years. Well, that's, that's, that has a financial implication, right? Mm -hmm. So what have you found is the reaction to that personalized longevity piece? Well, yeah, I mean, and that's probably one of our most popular illustrations that we have in our report. So basically what we do is we'll show you what the average, so let's say like 55-year-old female, we'll show what the average female's probability is of living to each age milestone out to 110. And then we bench, that's the kind of the benchmark part. And then we show the client what their personalized probability is. And the reality is most Americans underestimate how long they're going to live. And that's, in fact, uh, oftentimes a difficult conversation with advisors trying to you know, encourage your clients to have that longer investing horizon. But what we find is when you show those two together and you can show the probabilities of how somebody's going to be potentially living that much longer life, it makes it a lot easier than to say, okay, I think we need to move this, move our plan out, or maybe think about how are we going to better utilize those kind of active years. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that we hear consistently is people underestimate how long they think that they're going to live. And they're often very surprised that they've got a lot more years ahead of them than they thought. When 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 I got exposed to this, one of the things that occurred to me was this is kind of like having the risk tolerance conversation. This this is one of those things that that as an advisor, I, I want to use with my clients to to give me a better understanding of the planning framework that I have to operate within. If I'm doing my job as a financial advisor, I'm using some type of fintech to help me dial in risk and get alignment between the portfolio and the risk appetite of my client. But I should also be dialing in what is the time frame that I need to be planning for. The, my, my social security calculator pops up and it says life expectancy age 80. Okay, so is that good, bad, or indifferent? I mean, for is that a good number for me to use for Heather? Or is it a good number for me to use with Matt? What should that number look like? And if I screw that up, it, it, are the kids and grandkids going to be looking for me because I, I put in 80 and I should have used age 92? So, you know, it to me, it, that's where the conversation starts. It's really game-changing in my mind as a financial advisor to be able to have a science-driven conversation about what the planning horizon looks like. So what, what are advisors yeah. telling you about that? You've brought up a great point in regards to what do people need to be thinking about when it comes to that. We've talked a little bit about people underestimating how long they're going to live and think about that. But there's just so many other choices along the way that you need to be that you need to be thinking through. And you brought up one of the great ones. So we're talking about everyone's talking about how do we engage the next generation? How do we talk to them about that? Well, with our software and what we're projecting out and what we're helping, we're not only helping you guide you into the conversations with the clients, help illustrate the kind of supporting documentation of why you're re making the recommendations you're making, which is a big part of a, a CYA type of process there. But also what you don't want to have is those ne next generation, those kids come back to you later and say, well, my parents just had a huge spend down because of long-term care. Why didn't you talk to my parents about that? Did you help me plan for that? Well, now you can pull this out and say, we did. And this was a discussion and either the client chose to follow my recommendations or they didn't. But now you've shown them in a personalized way what those probabilities look like for them. And you've created documentation that you've had that conversation that you can illustrate back. And the interesting thing is in, rela in relation to that is there's... Um, 
a law in the books in about 30 states, which says that a nursing home has the right to sue the, it's called filial law. And what it means is that a nursing home has the right to sue one of the adult children for payment for their parents' long-term care. They don't have to sue all the kids. They can just pick one kid. And this has been tested. It went to, it went to, it went in court in, in Pennsylvania and one of the, one of the three children got stuck with a bill for their parents. So that's the thing that you don't want the call to come back and say, well, who was it really they're helping to protect? So now we're talking about that, that end of that next generation conversation, right? And that documentation and protecting yourself and illustrating why risk matters. But there's another part to that conversation, which I think kind of goes back to where we started at the beginning, which is families are funny about how they'll talk about money. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality. Each family is unique. Each one has their own language and dialogue around those conversations. So it can be really hard as the advisor to get everybody to the table and to have that kind of more multi-generational conversation. But if you stop and you pause and you think about it for a second, one of the things that draws families together is the health of their loved ones. A health crisis, dad just had a heart attack, that everybody drops everything and is coming together and trying to do everything they can. And that doesn't matter what level of wealth the clients have. So shifting the conversation around this, where you know that this is a fear that the adult children have for their parents, the parents have this fear of being a burden on their kids for this, and you're flipping it into you're the advisor is going to help make it all happen and show them both how you plan for it. It's just a great value added way to help your clients, but also to engage that next generation and as to why what you're doing is relevant and matters. Now, this might sound like a strange question, but do you help people have some of these conversations? I'm just thinking to myself that I know a lot of advisors think that they're prepared for this, but Jack can attest to this also that uh, a lot of advisors think they're really good at a lot of things that they're not necessarily as great at as they should be. And this is a powerful conversation. When you have very intense conversations with your clients, there, there needs to be a little bit of training. Do you help with any of that? I mean, in your in the educational side of this, can you tee the advisor up to maybe even tell them the questions or even how to begin this conversation? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you, Matt, for asking that. We understand this is kind of exercising a little bit of a different muscle initially for the advisors. So we're really big on the training and onboarding of our customers. And that includes, we do role-playing scenarios where our new customers can actually grill one of our advisors and play the client. So they can go through all these different conversations to see how to best approach. Like there, I mean, because there's so many different scenarios once you start creating personalized projections for a client, there's so many different ones that you can have. But as I said earlier, what our software is designed to do is not to make the advisor play doctor. That's not what this is about. It's about highlighting and, and showing you in your best light and showing you how you can help with the different projections we're coming back with. And so it's about helping you guide the clients back to those different planning conversations in whether you're using a, plan, a planning software or you're not really kind of bridging it back to what's the next best action from a financial perspective for them. Can you repeat, and I know this might sound strange, but you, when, when Jack was riffing there about what he learned through his, when he went through this, it, you had said, and there were numbers behind this, that the average American is going to live X percent longer or whatever. Can you remind everybody of that? Just because I think that was such a powerful statement, which is going to lead me to my next question. So, so where were we with those numbers roughly? 
Yeah, the research out there is when they're, you're talking to people about life expectancy or, or how long that they think that they're going to live, the average American is grossly underestimating how long they're going to live. I think it's between somewhere like three or five years or something like that. Mm-hmm. When, when you start creating this personalization and not treating them like an actuarial table and you're showing them their own projections, what this now is doing is providing unbiased third-party advice as to why you're making recommendations, why they should plan for a longer horizon. I mean, one of the big use cases we, we hear from customers who are using our software is trying to get those clients who are convinced they're not going to live past age 85 to understand why you don't want to spend all the money by 85. You maybe you want to do it, go out farther. So everything we're doing is not saying this is your life expectancy. This is when you're going to die. That is not at all what we're doing. What we're saying are here are probabilities. Here's the probabilities for every single year out to age 110. Here's the average person. Here's you. Now, how much risk do you want to take? I show in one scenario that I have 26% chance of living to be 102. Where's my comfort with that? I think one of the things Jack said was risk tolerance. The way I look at us is we're assessing your client's internal risk. We're looking at what are their factors that like longevity, health span, elder care, things like that, that are, could really decimate the financial plan individually, each one on their own collectively as well. And then helping you understand that risk and having a client conversation about where do they feel most comfortable, especially women. If we want to have like a con- honest conversation about that, women just in general li- tend to live longer than men, but there's a, a lot of psychology and mindset. So there's kind of two conflicting things that women, and I'm generalizing here, but that women often feel. The first is that this fear that, or con- this thought that I'm not going to live that long. That's off right out of the gate, like a very common fear. But the other one is this thing called, you know, bag lady syndrome that I'm going to, I've worked really hard. I've got all these great handbags and all these things, but I'm going to end up on the street because I'm going to live for forever. I'm either, my husband's going to die or I've, you know, just chosen to be single and I'm going to have nobody there and I'm going to be living on the street with these great handbags. So these are like these two different fears. For the advisor who can understand that's the psychology going on in the majority of women's minds, this is a great way to say, look, I understand these fears. Let's have a game plan. And here's a way that we can look at you and and make sure that you've got great bags and a great house. I think David Blanchett, folks on this podcast may know him. He's the head of retirement research at Morningstar. He's brilliant, writes a lot of great stuff about this whole area of retirement planning, spending, risk-taking, et cetera. And he's uncovered something interesting, that people tend, a lot of affluent families tend to underspend. They, they are afraid to tap into principal and want to live just off interest or dividends because they don't know how long they're going to live. Now, you know, that's terrific for the kids and for the grandkids. All right. I, I get the legacy thing. But as a financial advisor with, with those people, I want to be coaching them to say you can afford to get the Oceanside cabin on the cruise ship. You don't have to live down in, in steerage. All right. You, you can enjoy life a little bit more. You can fly business class or first class and to have those kinds of conversations. And to me as a financial advisor, that this opens up a lot of avenues that weren't available to us even two years ago, even a year ago. Yeah, so that, that's what's really interesting to me about this spending question. Are there other use cases, Heather, that, that you're seeing for financial advisors? Where do you hear that they're saying, we've changed our practice, we've changed our process to do this or do that? Tell me a little bit about what you're hearing. So there's a a couple of different use cases along that. So some of our customers are really big on 
like putting a flag in the ground and saying, this is how we are different. Because the reality is, if you're doing planning and you're using any of the planning software out there, I mean, that's table stakes these days. Everybody's doing goals-based planning. So a plan is really only as good as the data and the assumptions that are going into that plan. So they're using our software as a way to create much more customized projections in their existing planning software. And then they're using it as a brand building marketing advantage of saying, look, this like either longevity planning or health span planning, the, you know, a couple different approaches depending on the firm. This is how we're different than everybody else. These are the things that we're gonna be assessing you about and asking you about as we're gonna be going through this discovery process with you. And that's gonna help us create a much better plan. So they're using it as a way upfront to show how they're different than other advisors who are using the similar planning software but are missing kind of these personalized projections. Some of our customers are really great with doing, using us with digital marketing. So we provide digital marketing resources that our customers can use to kind of get out there with their brand. Our customers who are doing that have been really successful at driving in new leads that way. And then I think probably one of the, the big use cases that we're seeing is everyone's always looking for a way to touch point or to engage. So setting up a specific phase in the year where it's their longevity and a health planning session. So it's their time to check in, focus solely around this. And it's not just about you, the client, and your longevity and your health risk, but it's like who else in your circle could be being impacted. So maybe it's that you're in and maybe you're going to need to be financially supporting them and they don't have a plan for these things. Well, let's assess them through our software, understand what the costs and risks are for them and build that into your plan so that you're protected as well. Those are just a few of the ones. For our customers who are doing estate planning, one of the most difficult things is getting people to fund that irrevocable trust. Oh, and one of the biggest fears is health, is kind of the, the health, the unknown health costs there. So what we're doing is we're giving you those projections in a con very conservative manner. So you're able to build that bomb shelter for the client saying, we're taking the most conservative assumptions. And now we've got made sure that we've been able to set that aside and help you feel more confident that we've been so conservative that you can roll everything over the rest into that irrevocable trust and you're not going to have to fly coach if you don't want to. You're still going to be able to do those things while doing good, good things for your children too. Now, Heather, I don't know if you said this and I apologize if I missed it, but if I'm, use, if I'm the advisor using your material, I'm assuming that I'm able to brand that myself? Yes. Yes. So we have, so first off, the way our software works is it embeds directly onto your website. So a client never or a lead never leaves your site. It looks like it's a part of that. Okay. And then we have different ways of like branding the look and feel just for you. Okay. Now, Jack, I'm going to ask you this question because something that we hear in the world of uh, advisor marketing and really helping people break through to have a sustainable business is what we refer to as Franken marketing, right? Which is, okay, well, I've got this piece. I've got this piece. I've got this piece. Now, Jack, so how does this implement or how do you integrate this into what you guys offer at InsureMark? Heather, I hope you don't mind, but this is one of the things I, I don't ever have a jack on. And so I don't have the, I can't poke him in the eye and ask him the question, but I'd really like to know, Jack, how do you see this being integrated into what you guys offer advisors? You know, Heather just uh, gave you the roadmap. If you're an advisor and you're trying to differentiate yourself today and you're trying to go after uh, a much more affluent clientele, then this is a great stake in the ground to say, we're different. We're different in this way. And so the tools that we bring to bear to help them with that, obviously the customized website tool, that's the starter. That's where you express your value proposition. That's where you're going to be telling the story about the importance of longevity. That's where you're embedding the widget so that they can have that longevity experience and book the appointment 
commitments to have the longevity conversations. Obviously, within Catalyst, our marketing automation platform, it's easy peasy to take the, the link to the widget and paste that in into a, either a personalized video that, that you can build and then generate within the campaign or within one of the, to, to use one of the other content-oriented campaigns around retirement planning, around estate planning, around healthcare planning, and in the personalization of that to be able to say an important component is longevity and here's how we're going to address that problem. I love that she's that this could be a fulfillment tool to a lead, for instance, if I did a longevity seminar. Here's the payoff. Right now, one of the biggest ways to generate, to create client acquisition for advisors is social security planning, right? And this could be as big, if not bigger, than what social security planning is doing. To be able to do that webinar, seminar, presentation, to be able to say, oh, we'll give you a personalized report coming out of it, to be able to lead into conversations about life insurance, long-term care, annuities, asset management, all of those pieces flow from this. So, you know, that's why we were excited to be able to get uh, time on Heather's calendar for this today. And I know we're burning into that. Well, one more thing, and then we'll, we can go ahead and wrap this puppy up. But Heather, so if I am an advisor that's doing a webinar or a seminar, and by the way, seminars are coming back, screaming coming back, by the way, is this something I could do live, right? Could I do a longevity, by the way, which I have yet to see, a longevity seminar talking about the way, you know, that you can be able to live, eat, play golf until you're 800 years old, right? That'd be fantastic. Could we do this live? Like, could I have them like do it on their phone or something like that so that we could then talk about it and really engage. And then I'm really, I'm getting all of their information, right? I mean, that's a great lead generation opportunity for me and a really powerful connection point as an advisor. Absolutely. And we, I mean, we designed the software with the advisor in mind and for those exact use cases. So while that lead is going through the experience, they will only ever just see a snapshot of their results. We're capturing their name, email, phone number, and we're sending that directly to the advisor with that report immediately. So if you're doing it during a seminar, you could ask them um, when they're signing up to go through it and you're going to discuss it at the event. You could have them pull it up on their phone, do it during the event, or you could do it. You could talk about it, go through some different use cases during the seminar and then at the end offer that as part of a follow as a part of follow-up it really depends on how you want to run it but it's designed to capture and engage and then just give them enough of a teaser so that they're going to come and have that next meeting with you the overall goal, uh, again, of the, the Breakthrough Advisor podcast is to offer advisors something fundamentally unique and different that they can do to separate themselves from the schmuck down the street. I mean, that's just really the reality of the situation, right? Joe Schmuckatelli is trying to do the same thing that you are, and you have all of these tools available utilizing stuff that you have, Heather, and, and stuff that Jack and the team at Insuremark offers. How do they get in touch with you, Heather? What's the best way for them to engage with you? Uh, because I can't imagine that people aren't just going to be flocking and, and signing up for this. Well, yeah, th thank you. I appreciate that, Matt. And I just think it's just really important to iterate that these are things that people are searching for help. And I think there was some recent research I just saw saying only 11% clients who are working out there with advisors feel like they have somebody who can understand and have these kind of health planning conversations, longevity planning conversations. That's what uh, people are looking for. So it's a great unmet need that people need. So if you're interested, I would say come to our website, genevity.com and check us out. So we've got some great resources available on there, some webinars. We just recently did a really great one on longevity with one of our longevity experts and, or sign up for a demo if you want to learn more. We're happy to kind of walk you through how our process works. And we will make sure that all of those links are in the show notes to the podcast. So Jack, Heather, 
Thank you very much for enlightening us on something today that, to be brutally honest, I didn't even know existed. And it's freaking awesome that it does. And even more importantly, this is a great way for you as an advisor to have a conversation that is truly needed if you are actually trying to plan for your client's retirement. So thanks, guys, for being on the show. Thank you for listening to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. 